Hello, friends. It's Ariel Hawani of The Ringer MMA Show. I'm Chuck Mindenhall. And I'm Pete Carroll. And together, we are Three Pack. Follow and listen to The Ringer MMA feed exclusively on Spotify for all the latest in the world of mixed martial arts. And join us live on Spotify Greenroom after every big event. See you then. Love yous. Mwah. This episode is brought to you by eBay Motors. With over 122 million parts, from superchargers and brakes to exhaust kits and beyond, eBay Motors levels your baby up to its peak performance. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Why is it that with sparkling water, I'm always playing guessing games with what flavor I'm drinking? Is it citrus? Is it aluminum can flavored? Mm, not sure. Sparkling ice, though, they really mean flavor. Like in-your-face flavor. Orange mango, black raspberry. Don't even get me started on the strawberry lemonade. Kiwi Strawberry slid right into my taste buds DMs last night and let them know who's boss. No subtleties there and no sugar either. But it does have vitamins and antioxidants. Find sparkling ice at a major grocery store or club retailer near you. Sparkling ice. Anything but subtle. Stay mage and enjoy yourself. Mage. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the world's number one sports and recreation podcast, the new, new, new era of cheap heat on the Ringer and Spotify. From New York City, I am your forever 24-7 champion, Peter Rosenberg, joining uh, me today, as always, from Philadelphia. He has different walls that he likes to appear on camera in front of. This is his uh, higher education wall. Is this? I assume it's the law degree wall. That is the law degree wall. That's oh, I a nice. I, I paid extra for the scroll. It has a little <laughs> seal on it, and oh, on, yeah, I got the on nice wood on parchment uh, on wood. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And and as I get older, it's gonna yellow, and it's gonna look very aged and distinguished. Oh yeah, nice creamish color to it right now. Uh, it is the physically lawyering. And uh, I saw in the emails we got someone MGG married guy Greg. It's SGG. How you doing? <laughs> I like it. I like it. Uh, did you, Greg? Did you uh, climb up a mountain and see a burning bush and grab that uh, piece of parchment? <laughs> I did not. I did not. I did okay. not. I did not. That's I, what it I was like. How old New Yorkers got it? I, I just paid for it. I right. could see Greg like climbing up the mountain to get the the degree and then coming back down with a big beard. 
<laughs> and slightly thinner. Slight, only no, slightly, I, I even after all that yeah, I work. Wouldn't do it. I wouldn't do it if it's not going to make me the EST of CHP. That's, that's right. A new nickname has been born. I, and also, I have to remain the owner of a uh, brand new, and by that I mean very old, uh, WWF comforter, which I've been told you severely overpaid for. Joining us all the way from Los Angeles, California, 35 under 35, Dipper State. You know, I also discovered that I overpaid for the mug. Oh, probably big time overpaid for the mug. I, I, of course, what do you think the first thing was that I looked up when I got home? I literally how, walked in the door from being in New York and looked up how much the mug was. And and how how much was the mug on eBay? It's a $35 mug. Oh, my God. And how much did you pay for it? You don't want 75 to Oh, and and you don't that SGG, SGG, you don't even know what the mug is. You think it's bad now. You don't even know what the mug is. <laughs> I bet you can guess. It is like I'm, I'm picturing like a like a think Hogan mug with, with with his arm as the like hook. His no, no, it's, it's better than that. It's better than okay. that. It's it's a mage. Let me put it this way: SGG is never having a, a Hogan mug displayed in his home. It, there are people. And I, I actually, I forgot. I still have Hogan displayed in my home, though. He is on the WrestleMania 3 poster. Dipperstein, of course, in the community of people who who chooses to suspend uh, Terry Bollea belief, embraces Hulk Hogan products. So eh, this mug. I don't is, have that. Not really. No, but this mug is made. What I'm saying is I saw the mug still. I was like, well, this is still a gorgeous mug. It's a gigantic mid-80s, a gigantic mid-80s glass mug with what Hogan wearing the red shirt on it. No, there's. I think he's um, half nude on on the shirt on the on the mug, and he's wearing just uh, tights and a, and a headband. But it's from 1985. I looked up. There's a whole series of them from that time. Ooh, who else? There, Ooh, who you need the other ones? Then is there a Piper one? Yeah, there's Piper. <laughs> I think there's a there's JYD, which Ooh. I would love to get. So here's and my there's, question. Um, there's Stud. I think there's a Bundy. I'm gonna buy them all. Was Hogan and I, there's Andre? Which by the way, I would have bought. If Hogan, if Hogan wasn't there, I would have bought Andre instead. They had Andre? Yeah, the guy said that they that they someone they had an Andre and Hogan, and somebody came in and bought the Andre, and oh. that Hogan was the only one left. God, okay. Uh, Sorry. Damn. What was that, SGG? Well, I was gonna say, was was Hogan designed half nude as half nude, or did they like the color rub off and now he's just left topless? No, no, no. no. I'm looking the, at um, it now. no, no. It was um it's it's like it's in mint condition. That's why I bought it. Oh, now, but you're right. You could have you could have bought it for thirty nine ninety nine. It looks like, yeah. And Throw I bought, the, and we did the buy the beautiful for, for people who haven't. Yeah, do you want to show us your new? Want to show us your new Hogan mug? Is it near you? Yeah, one moment. Please. Can't you share the screen and like bring it up in the stream yard? Give this some production value. Oh, oh no, but he can just are... show it to us. I could do that actually, but give it give, give the people who want to watch this on YouTube something extra. Well, All now right, now they're just looking at Dip's backside. <laughs> that wasn't the extra that I was talking about. <laughs> There's the. There it is. Now, hold it. So there it is. There's Dip's mug, and here you guys have. I'm gonna. Did show Hogan you. ever do red tights? I don't remember red tights. I remember blue. I think there was some white. How about no, this? I mean, who I knows? You know. There. Yep. Look at that. That's nicer. That's the. Uh, we're looking at the Andre mug now. For those of you listening at home. I'm, I see stud. Is that stud? Where? 
I thought I saw a stud. I don't. It might have been Hogan. I, I have that uh, Ultimate Warrior mug. It's very. Oh, I, I have. I also have that uh, pink thing. You have the water bottle. This. Yeah, I think it's still Dude. in my parent. Like my parents may have thrown it out when they moved, unfortunately. But maybe I'll buy it again. So I think that's wow. going to be my new thing. I'm going to collect things wow. to drink from. Well, how about <laughs> well, you this have all the LJNs. Stone Cold. Look at this dip. Look at this go- gorgeous warrior mug. I have that. Sure you do. I do. Um, I, 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 my parents I, have it. So SGG, real quick, I, I got to tell you, Saturday, Dipperstein was in town. As I told you, I, I asked if you wanted to uh, to join to for join. some, yeah, some wrestling viewing. And Dipperstein, Natalie was out of town at Art Basel, so we had nothing to do. And he says, I want to go to the wrestling store. So we went to this, the, what's it called? The wrestling collector? Yes. We went to the store in New Jersey. And it's about an hour away. And on the way there, Dipperstein calls the place and says, uh, hey, I just want to make sure you guys are open. And he says, oh, yeah, we're open, but we're actually uh, having a Jake the Snake signing today. So it's a little crowded right now. So I was like, well, this is even better than we planned. Yeah. No, no. He actually said, uh, you know, the line's like uh, all the way out the door. Yeah, that's a better that's a better <laughs> quote from Dipperstein. And as a result, you know, we got to have a, a special experience. We got to meet Jake the Snake, which if I'd met him before, I don't have a recollection. Dip, you said you'd run into him in an elevator once before or something, right? I met him in the elevator uh, at WrestleMania 33, I believe. Yeah, was that Great what it was? Yeah, yeah, that's what you said. That's right. You met him and the snake or was this Sand Snake? Sand snake. Sand snake. Sand. Boo. Yeah. No, listen, no one. But at the same time, there you go. He's Take just a look Jake. There. There's there's Jake Mate. with Rocky and Bear in the in the picture and my other pet, Dipperstein. <laughs> <laughs> and uh so 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 we so we met Jake the Snake. He was exactly how I would expect. He was like the guy who owns the store was very nice and he he was and he likes saw that I was there and he started chatting me up and I took a couple pictures, et cetera. And I could see that he went over to like, tell Jake that I was there. And in my mind, I'm going, don't, don't waste his time. He doesn't give a damn about the jabroni who works for WWE in 2021, but 27, 24, seven champion too, though. Don't forget that. I, I hate he to mentioned say that it. to Peter, the moment that they met who did, Jake, Jake, he said, I, I'm so proud of you for winning the 24-7 well, title. And I, said, and I said to him, by the way, Dip's lying. And I said to him, <laughs> it's too bad that I only one of us is a former champion in WWE. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Did that cross your mind, Dip? That what? That Jake is not a former champion. I am. <laughs> <laughs> um, so he was exactly how I expected in that he was like snarky and like said you know, like hard to explain how, but like he was taking his little digs. Whenever I would say something, there'd be some sort of snarky Jake, the snake like reply. He was lovely though. It was great to meet him. Looked like he's doing pretty good. Um, and we had a really nice time at the store in general, but I, I got a, a t-shirt. I bought a, a sheet, uh, an old bed sheet. Sounds like I didn't get ripped off dip. Uh, you did the price I paid for the sheet was fine, 
but the price you paid for the comforter was out of this world. You know, next time you learn next time I walk into the store and look, the store is is very tiny, but it is mage. They have a lot. They do. I'll say this, SGG, if, if you're ever wandering around Western Jersey for some reason, it's definitely worth a stop through for sure. Yeah. But next time I know, and this is such amateur hour of me, but I can't help myself. Only in a wrestling setting would I behave this way. They got you. I was they a very over eager oh. person in that store. I they knew it from the moment I walked in. I was willing to spend and spend raccoons up a store. You I, I, I forgot to tell you this. You multiple times said things that increased the price on yourself. Yeah, a thousand percent. I'll what? get it all. I'll buy it all. Yeah, I'll I'll, I'll spend whatever. He literally said things like that. Yeah. In front of the salespeople. Yes. Sal- the guy who owns the store. Yes. Yeah. I made oh, a yeah. huge mistake and I knew it. I knew it when we left. I this is it. how the price of that Hogan mug over it went over double, almost tripled uh, on you. By the way, it is very funny to me though, and I say this with all due respect, but it is and this this may come off as completely privileged, but I, I think some of it's sort of common sense too. It is funny when you go to a place and the person's excited that you're there and you take pictures and you do all this stuff and they and then they still charge you a lot for what they're selling. I was like, okay, okay. Well, don't need much of a discount. No worries about it. No worries. Well no, they got it. They got the pictures. They got the, they got they got what they needed. <laughs> Peter right. waited to waited to the end though to take the picture. I did. I did. I tried to hold out, but anyways, it, but shout out to the the wrestling collector. It was, a, it was a cool spot and shout out to Jake the Snake. Very cool to to meet an icon. Uh, truly one of the greats of all time. And then Saturday night, we watched wrestling and went back and watched Royal Rumble 90. Tell him why. What did you, you tell him why? Because I, I said to Jake, I said, listen, I don't want to bore you. I know everybody tells you all the things you already know about how great you are. And he, do you hear how he responded? He said, like, yeah, I, spare me or something yeah. like that. He agreed. He did not want to hear it. He was like, yeah, yeah, thank really? you. Really? I, w- I yeah. would welcome, I would welcome more praise. Yeah, that's Jake. Jake he's that's Jake the Snake Roberts. He yeah. has heard every combination of every situation. And he's ever heard imagined. from such an assortment. Like, think about it like this. Think about for how many years Jake has been going to signings and appearances at sort of podunk places across the land. So he's dunking and dunking. Yeah, he's he's podunking <laughs> up a storm. So, like, you know, I, listen, I'm sure. If Jake randomly walked out of his house tomorrow and it was one of the, it was like not in miracle on 34th street or, or um, this wonderful, wonderful life. life. If it was this wonderful life and he walked out tomorrow and he was a different person and all of a sudden it was Jake, the snake was being treated the way the rock was being treated in 2000 and, and women on the street were going, Oh my God, I love you. I'm sure the compliments would hit different. But he's been getting complimented by a certain sect of the population for so long that I'm sure he's good on all of it. And as much as I How would many like of those people have been former champions in WWE. That's though. a great point. It's a great point. SGG. I just don't know that it resonated. So I said to him, said, so I'll spare you all that. I was like, but man, God, I do have to say that pop you got at Royal Rumble. I said, Dip, what was it? 90. He said, no, yeah, 90. I said that pop at Royal Rumble 90. And when we said that, he definitely put down what he was doing and looked up and was like, that was something. I was like, that? So he popped for that. <laughs> we picked something good. We picked something that he remembered. Uh, and it was nice. Bear and Rocky had a great, great time with him. Anyway, shouts to, uh, to Jake the Snake. This episode is brought to you by eBay Motors. 
Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED highlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. SUG, what's going on outside the ring this week? So last week, WWE announced their next in line program, the WWE NIL program that they referred to um, when they signed Gable Stevenson. They said there's going to be details to come, but this was their way of presenting opportunities to college athletes to allow them to take advantage of, you know, their name, image and likeness and, and the like. And then this week they announced the rest of that first class and it included 15 athletes um, who are going to join Gable, Gable Stevenson in their, their first NIL, the first NIL class. And um, I just want to read off some of these names to you. Cause you know, unlike most of these other podcast that are going to talk about this. We have not just WWE's own Peter Rosenberg. We have ESPN's own Peter Rosenberg. So I'm just going to throw some of these names at you. Maybe I'll be familiar with some of their work. (laughs) Well, this this young lady you you probably are familiar with, but you you probably hate that you're familiar with her, but Lexi Gordon from Duke, six-foot-tall basketball player. Um, God, this is a conversation I can't contribute to. The Cavender, <laughs> worry, I can't either. Greg's just being nice. The Cavender twins, out of no. Fresno State basketball I saw, players. I saw they had twins. I saw there were twins there. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So I'll just read the sports then that they have. I won't go down. There we go. Okay. They have track and field, basketball, football, um, and wrestling are all represented in this first class. Um, it looks to be dominated by football players, with and and then basketball players. Surprisingly. I only seen two wrestlers in this first class, and Gable Stevenson would make three. Um, listen, I I have mixed feelings on this. SGG and I already disagreed on it to some extent on text. You know, it's cool. It's cool that they're doing this. I don't know that it excites me necessarily about the future product that so many people will be coming in um, who are recruited from college sports. Does it Hopefully. intrigue you? No. If not excited. Are you intrigued? Um, no. No. I mean, listen, okay. there, there's a chance that some will turn out to be great, as we've seen with random athletes before. Like, there are plenty of obvious... I mean, practically half the locker room, right, is former college athletes. Um so certainly it, it can be people who could turn into something. I mean, The Rock and Roman Reigns are former college athletes, for God's sake. So certainly it could turn into something special. Um, but I wish like they would also simultaneously announce a program they're doing with indie wrestlers, too. Let me just say that. Like, I do want there to still be a focus on people who have always made it their dream 
to make it to pro wrestling, not a secondary dream, if that makes sense. That does. That does. And and I think I don't think they're gonna fully move away from indie talent, but I do think this is their way of like sort of getting in on the ground floor with all these changes that are happening in the NCAA. Because I mean, Matt Riddle, right? Mm-hmm. WWE is not gonna just say, well, you're an indie guy, we can't, we can't have you. Or even like some of the top people in AEW, if if somebody like MJF decided that they wanted to, you know, float their resume over to WWE, you have to think that the door is gonna be wide open for a guy like MJF. I would think or so. some of this AEW talent. So I don't think that going on the indies is gonna necessarily be a stain, but it it is. WWE did increase the talent pool of, of the competition. And um over text, I think I think it was Shoemaker who said that just like the problem this creates is a lot of people wrestling the same style. But I do have to disagree because if you think about Big E, Corbin, Charlotte, Bianca, Alexa Bliss, and like you could rattle off a lot of names of people who are college athletes and only trained under the WWE. And they all wrestle different styles. And these are some of the most exciting talents that they have right now. I mean, you could probably knock Corbin down a little bit off of that list. But I I do enjoy Corbin's work. He is at least entertaining. Oh, no. Corbin's a good wrestler for sure. I think Corbin's a solid wrestler. Not to mention, I think we all agree, end of days is one of the best finishes in WWE. Yeah, it is. And I think it's one of the most protected, too. Who kicks out of end of days? It's virtually People don't kick out of end of days. No, you're not. It's the end of days. You're not kicking. Yeah, it's the end of days, a thousand percent. (laughs) So no, you're uh, right. I, that, that, that is a fair. That's a that's a fair response. Um, that there there are different styles, even though these people are being exclusively trained by WWE. But I they have the to find that point, balance, though. They have you to have find to. that balance. And I thought I thought Andrew made a great point too, which in, in our group chat, Goldstein said they need to do what they did with people like Edge and Christian back in the day, and that is even though they're signed, send them off to go work indies too. You yeah. know, well, why they, are, why does it have to be mutually exclusive when you're developing the they, person after six months, send them out. They were doing that though. Like remember the street profits went to evolve for a little while and they were sending talent from NXT. Well, the evolve evolve was, evolve. has been a thing before. That's for sure. There's been a little bit of relationship there, but I would go even beyond that. You know, let these people get the experience of knowing what it is. And sure. They tell them certain things they can and can't do. And they're ramif- You know, there have to be some requirements to how they move around. But I do think it would benefit these people to learn about this business beyond just um, through the PC. And even though yeah. you learn a ton, obviously you're learning from people who know this business. So it's, and the, the PC, PC brings style. in a lot of different, you know, different coaches from different styles. Like Robbie Brookside was there teaching people the UK style. Uh, Fit Finley was down there. Shawn Michaels is like the head coach now, and he's just an invaluable source. As much as I, as much as I hate to <laughs> hate to say it. Well, that's a, it's a good point. Um, SGG, what else is going on? MLW, um, there were reports over the summer that they were going to redo Lucha Underground or like sort of remix it. And they confirmed, I believe it was yesterday, might have been today, in an announcement that MLW Azteca is coming next year to uh, YouTube and Fight TV and it'll be airing on cable at a at a later date, it's going to be like a mini series, sort of like Lucha Underground, that Court Bauer says is going to showcase um, more Mexican talent and and just give Mexico their representation in the space of pro wrestling that's been 
been sort of missing, especially since the the loss of Lucha Underground. So ML- I got to tell you, I, I, I um, coming up soon. Know a little bit of inside stuff on this, and I can tell you right now, it's it's going to be really mage, and I know that they're really excited about it. And these guys, these MLW guys, sold five thousand tickets the other night. So, where was that MLW show? There might be something going on. Where was I forget that? which city it was in, but um, they sold five thousand tickets. I mean, they're going and going seemingly. I mean, they have a they have a chance. MLW is certainly in the conversation right now. ROH has gone away for the time being. Um, what's what's the GCW? GCW is just emerged, and they've it's just emerged in a big way, in a commercial way. They're big right now, but MLW's been around, has experience, and Court Bauer has has done this before for a very long time. They have a chance to kind of potentially become the preeminent indie. Yeah, I think so, especially if if because um they're doing Fusion Alpha right now. That's gonna that's gonna finish up next week, but if they do it like that, where like they run it as these mini series with these matches and these TV shows, I think they could offer something different and unique. As and and like you said, separate themselves out from everybody else who's touring and then also doing these week to week episodic shows where the stories, you know, sometimes they go somewhere big long term, and then sometimes they don't because if they tell you. We got a tight 13-week window of where we're going to just present you some great wrestling and tell you some great stories. They sort of have to, unless they finish with a cliffhanger, wrap these stories up in the 13 episodes in a way that makes you excited for 13 more. So it's a challenge, but I think they're they're meeting the challenge. They're on Vice right now, too? Yeah. So they're indie, but with a TV deal. Um, Yeah. TV deal, Jace. TV deal, Jace. And NW are people still watching NWA Power at all or no? I think so. I ha- I fell off of it, but I think people are still watching it. I mean, they certainly are still going. I see some people pop up who are interesting. Um, yeah, they just did an all women's tournament that looked pretty cool. Um, well, I was very excited about NWA Power at first. Do you remember that dip? Yeah, I mean, we all were, I, and they were going to make like make the presentation really old school looking, and it was Billy Corgan and this and that, but. I don't know. I, I haven't watched it. You know, I, okay. I said on the podcast last week, this is the, you know, uh, I've, I've rejected most indie promotions um, uh, aside from WWE. Well, they're not. An indie is it fair to call NWA no, I mean, indie at this meaning, point? You know, I just watched WWE. What's that? No, I was saying, is it fair to call NWA indie? <laughs> yes. Why? Because, because they have money? Well, it's like and it's like the legacy brand. Too. Oh, like, oh, oh. It's yeah. A, I mean, you would consider it. You'd put it in the same category as a Ring of Honor or an MLW. I or would a, because it's not because the NWA is not the NWA anymore. There is no National Wrestling Alliance. There's no actual alliance anymore. Right, so right. it is it is an indie to me, and it's really NWA power. That's why you know that's why I say that because it's not truly what the NWA was. Um. Anyways, that's fair. Uh, I'm 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 dip. I'm sorry. I'm having a moment in my t- in my brain when I remember that I reached out to them at first when they started because I was at the moment out of the wrestling business when that happened. Do you remember I reached out? I there do. Was a, there was a conversation. There was. Like, there could have been something going on. Yeah, there was. There could have been. And what I received were the thoughts of someone who thought in maybe one notch too highly of the promotion for where it was at the time. Um, but <laughs> I do think it's a. Um, 
that's me putting it nicely and delicately because I'm a mature person. But I do think it is a, a cool looking product with some interesting people in it. All right, SUG, what else? That's all I have for outside no, of the ring. No, no, no. No, no, no. We know there's what do, you, what do you have for outside of the ring? Well, it's not great. It's not great. And I'll don't worry, dip. Don't start texting me on the side and saying, Don't say anything. I can I got it. But we do have to say that the concern about Jeff Hardy throughout the week. He he walked out on at the end of a live event the other day. I do not know anything about it. I watched the videos like everyone else did. To me, it looked like there was something physically going on with him, like he didn't feel good or something. So I just want to send my best out to him. Um, but yeah, that I don't have there been any updates from it, SUG. I know early in the week, though, the word was that he was, quote, sent home. Yeah. Yeah, that's all I saw was that I saw the video. Um, and I, like you, thought it was strange that that he went out through the crowd even, not like you know, up the ramp to the back that they didn't run like an injury angle. And then I saw that he was sent home. Um, so yeah, I, I am also wishing him the best because uh, I've never seen anything like that. The last time I saw somebody roll out of the ring and then go away and not come back, it was Gail Kim, but she, she was quitting. So right. I don't know what this means uh, for Jeff Hardy. Hopefully it pulls out that, his international yeah, delight. That's what I'm laughing at. The, not, not the Jeff Hardy situation. Right. Poor, Poor, poorly timed, but, but, but yeah, the, I, I, I do hope that he is, he's all right. I had a thought the other day. This is very morose, but I need to share this. You know, like we see wrestlers who are in their sixties and kind of how they walk around. Like you think about a, a, Ho- a Hogan's a good person who comes to mind. Like you can yeah. kind of picture the way he how he walks and how challenging. Sort of a hobble. Yeah, and like how many procedures he's had, etc. Man, I was thinking about what are Matt and Jeff gonna walk like in their sixties, man. Yeah, that they are. Whew. When you think about how they started and how long they've gone, and Jeff in particular, the bumps that he's taken, it's yeah. but his body I, must be a mess. I just I feel yeah. like though, in terms of just how they walk, I feel like Matt's got the worst walk out of the two of them. Oh, no, shocks Matt already Jeff, had a bad walk. Matt yeah, already had the, the most insane bumps. But Matt is the one who like, yeah, it's so true. When, when I see Jeff, when I see Jeff, he looks like he gets around now just fine. But when you yeah. see Matt at AEW, it does not look like he's he's walking great. Um, all right. Well, as we're recording this on Wednesday, um, we'll 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 find out whether how much interest this draws. But I know at least me and Dip are very interested. I am so curious to see what MJF on Long Island looks like tonight because they paid such specific attention. Last week on Dynamite, when he had his promo with Punk, MJF made a point of saying, I'm going to be bigger than Piper in Portland. I'm going to be bigger than Brett in Canada. I'm going to be bigger than Punk in Chicago. Those fans love me and I love them. So I asked the question the other day to our little group of uh, wrestling nerds who were here. Is he setting up for the crowd to be on his side or is he going so far that way that he's trying to get them to revolt against him? It's going to be one of two things. It's either they're building it up so that he turns heel even on his own hometown crowd. That's exactly what it is. Dip. Yeah, it's not, that's got to be one of two. Is. That's the one. That's the one, because even though they're his hometown crowd and and he set it up to like, I love, I love them and they love me. He loves them and he can love them and still acknowledge that he's better than them. There's and no, no crowd is going to take that. 
There's so many things you can say negatively about New York and Long Island. Oh my! It's listen. <laughs> I'll just. I'll, it's. I'm very curious to see what it's done, and I'd also suggest a lot. It's a good amount of pressure on MJF tonight. I got to tell you, low key, it's as excited as I. I'm trying to think if there's a, a maybe the punk the the Brian debut. Low key, it's the most excited I've ever been for a dynamite. I have that. I've been waiting the whole time because he leans into it so much. What is the what? It's it's a real test for a young superstar, and he's young. MJF's twenty five years old. This is a big test to hand him the ball and be like, "All right, let's see how your magic works in this setting as a heel with a home crowd." It's going to be very interesting. Here's here's what I'll say about Dynamite this week, and I thought this was a you know I I, I sort of watched it again. Um, in preparation for today. And I'll, this is what I'll say. What a what Go ahead. Huh? I said, what a professional. Keep going. This is what I would say AEW does not. Do. This week was an example of what AEW does not do well. Okay. The weeks in between pay-per-views, whether they're starting and ending a feud or storyline, they put the wrestlers that are in the feuds in singles or singles competition with you know, low card jambroni guys who are just, we don't really know who they are or they've only been on once or they're just names that we don't really know. And then they don't seem to make those segments interesting to further the storyline at all. So like Daniel Bryan this week, the hangman Daniel Bryan feud didn't really go anywhere in my opinion. It just sort of stayed the same. It was a neutral week for the feud, which then I think, you know, sort of falls into what's what, you know, WWE does poorly sometimes too. But, like, I, I'm expecting more from AEW, frankly. You know, each week I think they need to spend a little bit more time thinking about how to, meet, you know, um, turn left and right on a feud differently. Because uh, what did we get from Hangman Page and Daniel Bryan this week? Nothing. No, you got Hangman. I got Hangman. disagree with you a little bit, though. Oh, I, I'm enjoying this reversal of fortune. Please, go ahead. Well, just because in their defense, right, what's one thing we hear about AEW as, like, their strength? The big storytelling is right. Long term storytelling. You don't get long term storytelling if you don't take like breathers and refreshers and create that tension of the push and pull. So like a neutral week to you where something doesn't happen, I think in terms of like a long term storytelling is fine. I'm I'm fully okay with that because that that gives you those beats and that gives you that distance in the storytelling versus. And then this happened, and then this happened, and then this happened, and this, and it's such rapid fire that then the story becomes convoluted. Like the the tension and the storytelling is in the push and the pull and all of that. So, I guess I mean I get the feeling of wanting more, of- but I don't think that that's necessarily a fatal flaw because because like you said, they're trying to tell a story. I think that's a um, you know, a, a, a fair argument, and that you know they're trying to keep storytelling long. You know, they're trying to tell the long ter- long term stories, but. I don't know. I just not that it cooled off for me at all. The hangman Daniel Bryan story, but it, it there was like a 10% cool off. And I just don't think given how hot hangman is right now and how hot Daniel Bryan is as a heel, do they really want to spend any time just like having him beat a, you know, beat a jobber, a Jace and then hangman just threatens him. And it's just like a conventional, whatever it is, he does a run and whatever it is. It just, it seemed like it cooled off a tiny bit this week. And I think that was a mistake. Well, um, I think, I think side, they 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 put Punk in with Lee Moriarty. That's exactly what I was going to bring up. 
And I and I saw Jim Cornette complained about it and and said that he thought it was that Punk had to put in too much work because even though Moriarty's an up and comer, he hasn't been elevated to that level yet. But that's like damned if you do, damned if you don't. So you want to give someone a shot to be in there with CM Punk, and then you complain that they got the shot. But to me, what's the harm of Punk? Punk's the old guy. It might take him a little more time to work with Lee Moriarty than it should have. Here's the I, fix. With that. And Pete, here's just the fix. Before, before you jump in, Dip, though, Pete, that, that was exactly my point in that in those weeks where they don't exactly give you Punk and MJF, they do something like that with this name. Dip could call him a jobber because they lose if he wants to, but I don't, those people don't get a chance that. to show. I, really, but, you, but what I'm saying is that those people get a chance to show what they can do in the midst of this feud, and it makes everybody feel important. Okay. That's fair too. Here's what I'll say though. Like, here's the fix. When they were doing the hangman backstage stuff at the bar, like even that was more interesting. Let's get out of the ring a little bit. You know, let's do some remote shoots to sh- to further the storylines that are existing right now because I would say and and please tell me if you think I'm wrong, especially Peter who's watching every week. Do you feel like every week could you? This yeah. is the hottest that AEW feuds have been to date. Like the MJF CM Punk, Hangman Page, Daniel Bryan. It's it's the hottest it's ever been as far as feuds are concerned. I, I don't I don't think that about Bryan and 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 Hangman. No. Just but isn't Hangman o- like over like Rover more than anyone has ever been in the promotion? I I, I know you feel that way. Um, I think Hangman is over like Rover, over more than Mox early on. I, mm, I don't know that's that I'd a, go that far. That's a good comparison. What do you um, think, SGG? I, I don't think anyone's been more over than Mox was at the beginning. Or Punk, of course, when he returned, obviously. is the, But have they sustained that, though? I mean, I was going to say Daniel Bryan. I feel like Daniel Bryan might still be one of the most over talents in wrestling. Not just AEW, but like... He's though, because he's turning right now, right? So so Bryan's like in the midst of turning. I, I feel like... MJF, no, I don't agree with you, Dip. I think they're kind of in a little, not a lull spot, but I think they're resetting. Hangman and Brian is probably going to go for a while. And I well, think they have no Kenny, early. no Mox right now. Right. No Kenny, no Mox. So I would, if I'm them, if I'm them, two things. One, I'm letting Hangman and Daniel Bryan go for a long time because that's why you brought Daniel Bryan in, right? To have, not just to make young guys, come on, to have big stories with big time people. Daniel Bryan can make Hangman page. So it was amazing that Hangman beat Kenny Omega. It's even bigger if at, at the end of the story with Daniel Bryan, he knocks off Daniel Bryan too. So I think this should go for a while. And furthermore, Punk needs to have a real story with MJF. You know, Zach made a joke in our chat this week when we said something about it, about like, oh no, after their after their next match, he'll, the next day he'll come out and be doing a story with whoever, Jabroni Pumpleduck. But they need to have both of these guys have long stories at this point punk now has not had one sustainable story i know it's not no, it's just been one-offs they need to go to each other's hometowns we need to see a little bit more personal i mean it, everything they're saying is personal but they need to up it a little bit as far as what they need to up it a little bit more as far as what you know their their actual the, the nitty-gritty of what they're actually yeah, getting at it's their general stories they need to stop being so general i agree I, I agree with that. I know. Yeah. I thought this week's AEW Dynamite was boring, frankly. Um, Even the I flaming sh- table spot? That was yeah. boring. You? That's, that, that's wild. No. I mean, that's another thing, though. You're, you're never going to see that again on WWE. I mean, I, I would love to see it. 
Um, you know, I, I think kind of the saddest example of that was, and I'm not saying it was a bad match, but the first match on Raw last night or on Monday night was a cage match that it just, you know, it's just a couple of guys having a match with a cage around it. It's it's it, these it matches are match. no longer. It was a good match. It was. But it wasn't. They both match. got their like they the both got their heads slammed in the cage door. That that wouldn't happen. Right. They had. They, it, it was a it was a good match, match that had. And about, I like the fact that Big E. I thought this was very old school. I like the fact that Big E actually escaped from the from the Me door. Too. You Me haven't too. seen that since <laughs> yeah. 1987. I know. It's so funny. It's, it's, it's smart funny though. Why it's, climb the cage? Every baby face climbs the cage. No, no, no. And by the way, not even climb SUG for years now. They just do a pin inside a cage too. Was this a regular no ref, or or, was, or could you have scored? No, there was a ref in there. There was a ref in there. There was so, a ref so in there. Was pinfalls. I love that they didn't end it with a pinfall. I I don't even want the pinfall in the cage. I'll be honest. We need yeah, to same. figure I'm, out. I'm okay with the pin with the no pinfall. Just escape door. We got to figure top, something more out for Biggie. Biggie needs needs a needs something that needs a needs a dab of something. Well, we know. said this. This was my concern with Big E from the very beginning. Um, is that Big E is without providing him a long chase by just giving him the telegraph title change, it leaves you wanting a bit more from his character. You yeah. know, characters are sort of developed in th throughout a story, and so we know Big E, the character, he's lovable. He's he's funny. He hypes up a crowd. He's there for his his boys. He's a good dude. But we don't really have more to grab onto at this point because they were just like, boom, title's yours. And now he just shows up every week and grabs the mic and goes in the ring and has to take on challengers who appear to be coming in arbitrary ways. What did you guys make, SUG, what did you make of Bobby Lashley coming back and clearly jumping right back into the main event picture? And I was on uh, Raw Talk this week and speculated, I, I assume we could be looking at a fatal four-way now for day one. Yeah, I, I hope I hope not because I mean that's a real threat for Biggie. But I, I do like Bobby Lashley getting back, getting back after that championship because he lost it and then went right into Goldberg, which was a fun short feud that I enjoyed. Then opened up Lashley Daycare, killed Gage, killed Dominic. So to see him continue to have that fire and go right back after the WWE Championship, I'm enjoying it. But um I think it is. It would be a bit of a waste to do Fatal Four Way because they have all of these challenges lined up for Big E. Why throw them all at him at one time? I don't think that makes sense. I, I, I agree. like the idea of simultaneous people coming at him, and he has to field off different challenges in different ways at different times. But everybody all at once just feels like a lot. I like the idea of a huge build for Bobby and Big E. At WrestleMania, I like the idea of having yep. the two of them build to something huge, having the New Day involved, having MVP involved. Um, the idea of them main eventing Mania together Let's to me to seems like the move on one of the nights as far as the championship is concerned. If we're not going to get some, if we're not going to get some sort of dream triple threat of New Day or something like that, or you're not or New Day versus the Bloodline, if we're not getting one of those two things, I think Bobby and Big E in a meaningful way. A blood feud match. Yes, and by the way, yeah. I, I would probably... I'm thinking out loud here. I think I start that by having Bobby 
steal the title championship on on January 1st. And then Big E chases him for January, February, three months. It'll be a three month chase to WrestleMania. And then when Big E gets the title back from Lashley at Mania, then I think he'd be made in a different way. Yes. And have them just have an incredible knockdown drag out, no holds barred or whatever they want to do the, the whatever the step is i think that like that is the logical raw main event for mania for and me. that is why we will not get it but yes i agree yeah i like it though i really do like it especially with mv i think mvp and big e are two people who on the mic can sustain that over the course of three months definitely I, but not that that's a felt- challenge for wwe from they they do the three-month build from rumble to mania with that's no their problem. best. This is what yeah, they do so best. Bobby felt big this week. Bobby felt like a big he deal did. this week. I will say, he, he he's been not around enough or not I- intimately involved in the title picture enough that when you got him there, it felt meaningful. Now I do give them a lot of credit for making Bobby since he's come back a couple of years ago. They've built him back into no more than back. Years. He's never been like this. No, he's like well, yeah, I mean, he was he was is, made years ago. Yeah, but, but like, but you, not you like this. You weren't that. No, they've done a great job. They have. I'll give them credit. I don't bad. give them credit for much. I will give them credit for Bobby becoming like the guy, one of this the guys. Is what Bobby is now what Vince saw when he used him in Battle of the Billionaires. Yeah, yeah. But he, but he wasn't. He didn't feel that way then. <laughs> he feels that way now. And it's like he's he's a he's a fully formed performer too. Just like <laughs> the things he the the choices he makes with the crowd and like the moves and just, he, he makes himself feel bigger almost by just like even little things like standing tall, you know, just like flexing a little bit more. He, he just makes himself feel like a giant. I think having MVP that, that little bit of a, of a confidence boost that he has with, with the probably the best mouthpiece on raw, if not all of the company MVP, he, he just feels like, like a, he's a God almost. The, um, the other thing I met, the other thing I, I, um, I texted last night in the group chat when I was watching raw, which just hit me for the first time this week is that I really like Dewdrop all of a sudden. I, and I, I, I feel like she's a good heel. And I also feel like she's really athletic and, uh, I could see great things for her. I feel like it yeah, made me realize you, what do you, think? you don't listen to me and Greg when we talk on the podcast. <laughs> I'm just saying it hit me for the first time. Yeah, but it's been hitting. It's been it, it, yes, it, I, it hit she me. Was at her most, she was at her most time. mage. She was at her most mage this week. I agree. But yeah, I've I've I we I think Greg and I have felt that way the last eh, six weeks. It's I kind did. of been like, and a, now a I build. do. And I also Once, felt like her and Bianca Belair have good chemistry together. They well, yes, they do. This yeah. is this is it's very good for her. Well, I'm just saying maybe you should listen to us every once in a while. We've been saying you <laughs> drop. Pretty, pretty pretty major. She looks she pretty major. She's imposing. She is different. It, it now, but I will say this: it it gets me even more angry about the name. Gets me even more angry. It's it's even <laughs> maybe they'll change it. It's even dumber. And you know why it's double dumb now? Because Eva Marie's not even around God. anymore. Yeah, Eva Marie's gone. So the the but- the emergence of her, it's history that's basically erased. From someone who, after two runs now, I hate to say it, she's a very nice person. And you guys know that when it was the first time around and all read everything, I was into it. For all intents and purposes, Eva Marie is erased from history. She didn't have a meaningful run either time 
sadly. And now Dewdrop, her it all came from this thing that means nothing. So now can we just call her? Go back to Piper Piven. That name's actually something. Niven. Piper Niven, even better. <laughs> Piper Parabo. Whatever. It's Dewdrop for now, but maybe they'll change it going forward, like at some point. They yeah, it's- they could always change it back. They could. But just the talent, the name aside, because I'm with you. I don't like the name. But I'm I'm a big Dewdrop fan though. I like how matter of fact what Dip just said was. It was one of the weirdest things you ever said. What are you, you just, talking about? You guys have been talking about how no, much no, you no. like. You just randomly went. That's her name for now. Maybe they'll change it moving forward. It was just very strange. <laughs> oh, very oh I thought my. <laughs> okay. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. This episode is brought to you by State Farm. You might say all kinds of stuff when things go wrong, but these are the words you really need to remember. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. They've got options to fit your unique insurance needs, meaning you can talk to your agent to choose the coverage you need, have coverage options to protect the things you value most, file a claim right on the State Farm mobile app, and even reach a real person when you need to talk to someone. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. I'm intrigued by the meatballs. Let's never forget that, guys. Never. Why were they? We didn't. We didn't. We never got a review. I'm intrigued by the meatballs. A dip. No, that was Thanksgiving, pre-Thanksgiving. What? Remember? What when are we talking meatballs, about? You had meatballs, and as oh Gigi said, God. I'm intrigued by the meatballs. Oh, I got to tell you, I really no. think you know. Meatballs was my my mother's time. meatballs are exceptional. They really. I mean, my mother's a great cook. My both my parents are great cooks. Frankly, they really? they've. I, the one thing I, I will say, very fortunate growing up, we always had dinner as a family. They always cooked almost every single night. They had something cooking. Um, my father worked from home my whole life. And like, you know, the meatballs, the, they're Swedish meatballs. I'd say I'm they were the highlight the of, of, of her repertoire, frankly. Right, number one. <laughs> the, wow. the chicken soup is number one. And I know, let me tell you something, okay? Everybody argues that their mother makes the best chicken soup. My grandmother makes the best. I promise you, a thousand percent, my mother makes the best chicken soup. Okay? So, it's a family recipe. (laughs) Everyone listening right now who is sure that their mother or grandmother makes the best chicken soup, you're saying you appreciate that they all feel that way. But the truth is, Mary Dipperstein actually makes the best chicken soup. I am here to tell the GP universe and whoever else is listening. I will have a chicken soup contest with anybody <laughs> out there as far as mother to mother chicken soup. <laughs> so well, as the holidays chicken. near, whoever wants to send me some chicken soup and dry ice, I will taste test it <laughs> at Dipper Lago and we will figure out if it's better than my mother's chicken soup. And I guarantee you it is not. Thank you very much. I, I question though. <laughs> What what are you saying about her matzo balls? They are bed, bath, and beyond. Okay? They're the oh. perfect size. They're the Rosenberg perfect consistency. They take up just the right amount of space in the bowl. What size are they? I would say the size of a, a little bit bigger than a golf ball. Mm. 
That's not too Maybe big. Maybe a little bigger than a golf ball. Mm. What's in between a golf ball and a baseball? Mm, not much. I feel like they're the size a, ball, of a, a racket ball. They're the size of a racquetball. Size of a racquetball. Yeah. A ping pong, I feel like would be a better a good size. No, no, those are too, too small. small. You question you question a matzo ball that is as small as a ping pong ball. I got I I'll tell you what, Natalie's Ema makes she makes a, a matzo ball that hits. And there's on the smaller side, I'd say golf ball, maybe a little smaller than a golf ball. Yeah. Really? But bigger than ping pong? Bigger than ping pong. They are Natalie's mom. It would be you guys would have to have a really serious competition here. There's a lot of it's a lot Dip of is confident. I, I understand that. There's a I lot of the confidence though. On this there's a lot right of different now. there's a lot of different ethnic backgrounds and energy going into each one to create. But I'll just say when it comes to cooking in general, I, I've been very impressed by what I've seen so far. I go to yeah. I mean, first of all, not, not just spending a week pictures. with her. You've seen you've seen videos and pictures. I've seen videos. I experienced it. A week. She she uses every single thing, every leftover, every piece of every crumb. It becomes a new part of a new dish. It's insane. Well, what Jewish thing going on? Here. I'm intrigued by the meatballs. And while you're at it, also never forget this. Somebody stole my egg. So let's talk about Austin Theory for a second, shall we? Who's finding himself knee-deep in a storyline with Vince McMahon. Not something any of us expected. Um, yeah. I'm a little confused, and, and maybe I haven't paid enough attention, but, like, I'm a little confused about, are we supposed to know where things are going with Vince McMahon and Austin Theory? Is he blatantly setting him up? Am I just stupid? Go ahead, SGG, fill me in. I don't think they've telegraphed that just yet. I, I'm with you. This latest chapter in the McMahon-Austin saga leaves me confused also because I don't know if it's a love relationship he has with them or a hate relationship or if he actually sees potential or if he just... I, I don't know where this is going. Okay, well, let me tell you, let me, let me tell you my suspicions. They don't know either. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, probably. You think so? You, yeah, I don't think they have a clue what they're doing with Austin Theory. I think they're literally, you know, they know they need to do every something each time. The writers know they need to do something every week now with him and Vince or whatever. They're going to try to keep it going. But I bet you that they're very indecisive about it. Vince won't approve anything, and they have no clue where it's going. I am intrigued by it, as you know. I think Austin Theory, with different gear, could be a star. I think he's an awesome wrestler. And um, Vince clearly thinks so, too, from what I suspect. And, um, you know, I don't know. Let's see what happens. I'm here for it, though. Yeah. At the very least, Vince has to think that Austin Theory has some potential. Otherwise, he wouldn't be caught oh. dead on screen with him. That, let alone, that's, the like, one, that's the one piece that's for sure. The one piece that's for sure is Austin Theory is something. And I'll tell you this. It's amazing how much of an impact it has. Up until when this happened, I had given Austin Theory almost no thought like okay take selfies whatever i don't really care i find the selfie thing to be a little dated like it seems like a little two years ago tyler like, breeze yeah tyler breeze ish we've t mentioned that i just was like whatever the second he's there with vince it does feel like something different altogether so very curious to see where that goes by the way guys that reminds me so i did raw talk this week 
two things. One, I have to tell you, have you guys watched any any episodes of Raw Talk or Talking Smack since Jackie Redman came to the company? No, no. She's she's the new host who they brought in who does both shows with Matt Camp. She's friggin' good. Really? Uh, yeah. She she is as polished a broadcaster as they've ever brought into the company, save one name that I won't mention. She I'll, is. I'll, I'll mention it, Peter Rosenberg. Thank you very much, that guy, Greg. Uh, kind of you to say. But but short of that, she dip. You should check her out. She is a polished, uh, I will. solid broadcaster. Um, so we're doing the show this week. I did Talking Smack t- after Thanksgiving. We did a whole setup. They do it like it's not like you just jump on Zoom. They they do it through a company and the comp you, you connect and the company says, Are you there? And they test your mic and your camera, blah, blah. I did talking smack and they tell me afterwards, you had the best set setup of anyone we've done anything with over the pandemic. No one has had a better sound look than what you had. And I'm like, thank you very much. Obviously, I do okay. this every day. Course, I have a good yeah. camera. It's what I do. Awesome. Thank you. So Raw's wrapping up. We're getting to the last half hour, 40 minutes. I'm like, oh, I got to jump in and make sure my connection's good. I go and check. Your internet's not very good. Everything, what's going on? I go, oh, okay, let me reset my router. I reset my router. Okay, your internet speed is now good. Awesome. Great. Hey, Peter, we're uh, now I hear from someone else. We're getting feedback from you, though. There's, there's a, a sound problem. I go, okay, and I'm looking at my board as I'm looking at it now, as I use it every day for everything. And I'm like, I, I don't know. I reset the board. I reset the apps. I do everything. We're doing this up until it's 11 o'clock now. The show starts in five minutes. It's not like talking smack where you could just delay the start time. Raw, they actually run live. Yeah. So it's 11. The show begins. I'm on in like six minutes. And they're like, all right, let's um, let's let's try your phone. So we try, we switch over to the phone. It works on the phone. It's fine. It doesn't look like this, like we're accustomed to, but it looks the way most people look when they appear that way, like on a phone. It's fine. It's it's become a it's become a um, acceptable standard now for you know for joining a show. So the second we get that, uh, it's now like a minute out from me going on. I don't like operating this way, particularly with WWE stuff. I'm like, oh, we get it set up. The second it gets set up. And I'm a minute from coming on. Rocky is out in the living room because Natalie's in Miami. Bear is in the guest room. Rocky starts making some sort of noise. Bear doesn't like the noise Rocky's making. Starts barking from the bedroom. Rocky starts barking back at him from the living room. This sounds like a nightmare. We're we're under 30 seconds and they are having a full (laughs) war outside my door if i tried to do the show you would just hear barking the entire time on top of that when i was using the cell phone i could not hear them well i didn't have a headset i I have it just on my phone so i also have to hear them well i run out they go all right we'll be back in 30 seconds whatever they took a quick break they ran a promo a 30 second promo for whatever i run out i grab bear i put i'm like and i put him in the cage he has never done this I put him in his cage, which I rarely do. It's a, it would it'd be an emergency like this. I put him in his cage. I close the door. Bear knocks the door open with his head. 
like refusing to be put in the cage. Never seen this before. He he looked like Big E escaping the cage on Monday night. That's what happened. <laughs> and I was like Seth Rollins slamming the, 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 the So I, I push him back in. I close it. I run out. As I'm running in, I hear the producer being like, Peter, we need you. We need you. I jump into my chair. And they're like, and that was what RKO, RK Bro had to say, right, Peter? And I was like, that's right, guys. Wow. It was <laughs> I, my, I didn't calm down. I did the whole show. There was no other problem. The dog stayed quiet. I sat in front of it. My heart didn't stop, didn't calm down for 30 minutes. <laughs> I was just, oh, my God. Wow. That's quite, I was on the edge of my seat there. I know. And by the way, I'll guess, guess what? Go back and watch it. You won't notice a thing. <laughs> well, you're a professional. You should, you should consider oh, a career in them. I know. I know. I went back and watched it. I was like, you know what? The audience wouldn't know anything. Because I, I was just so frustrated that my visuals didn't look like this. But meanwhile, the audience doesn't care about that. They, they're used to seeing people on their phones all the time. It's, it's regular. Um, anyways, that was my boring story from um, t- uh, Raw Talk. You know what we should do, guys, since we're here and we're doing the podcast? In my opinion. Anyone have any thoughts? Anyone have any guesses? I have no idea where you're going to go with this. Mail. Thoughts? You hit the drop. It's a, it's you, we must now. We can't tease the people. That's right. Rosenberg, I'm just trying, we, we didn't really. Can we just highlight one more thing? We didn't talk about Liv Morgan gets her shot at the title. Please. Excuse um, me. Please. And I thought that that was a pretty solid match. Okay. And. Um, I was going through hell with my sound preparing for Raw Talk, so I need to watch it again. <laughs> I thought it was pretty decent. Uh, I think it's sort of, even though Becky's been a heel for the last few weeks, I think like cheating in this match solidified her as a full-blown, like an actual heel heel now. Excuse me, but Becky didn't cheat. She stabilized herself. She had to use the ropes to stabilize herself to prevent herself from falling on Liv Morgan's head. It was a safety measure. She won clean. And wow. still, congratulations to the champ, Becky Lynch. Wow. Just she stabilized herself. If she didn't grab the ropes, she's gonna fall on, on Liv's head. And then who knows what kind of catastrophe she prevented by just grabbing the ropes real quick, stabilizing herself, ref counts to three, and then the match is over. Everybody, good night, good luck. A very Jesse Ventura reasoning. Clean, clean win. Congratulations to the champ and still the man. Becky Lynch. Didn't you just say, didn't you just say uh dip i thought that who who in our who in our chat just said that like no maybe it wasn't you that becky just doesn't work in this role no it was shoemaker yeah shoemaker was yeah it was shoemaker i don't want to give away takes that he may or may not give away on his own show which you can hear right here by the way the masked man which is every thursday right here isn't that right troy every thursday right yep every thursday no troy's a great guy Troy, how, how is it being a minimalist this week? Well, we're having some minimalist struggles here. Uh, so I got a new couch last week. And Congratulations. As, yeah, well, thank couch. you. Yeah, I mean, I, I got great. a new couch from Facebook Marketplace when I first moved in. Then I realized I should get a nicer couch, but I'm already stressing about this couch because I'm stressing about when I inevitably move again in like two months, what I'm going to do with it. So we're probably going to go back to Marketplace. Now, Dip, Dip, isn't uh, when you moved into Dipper Lago, didn't you get most of your fit furniture also from Facebook Marketplace? <laughs> I got to tell you, I have, 
Don't don't diminish. No, he, Troy he got like it from that. Mark Zuckerberg. He didn't get it from Facebook Marketplace. He got it directly from Mark Zuckerberg. He bought it from Mark. Can no, I, can I, I Troy, what is Facebook Marketplace exactly? Oh, it's, it's the greatest invention alive. I mean, it's how I always furnish my home. You immediately go to Facebook Marketplace. It's, it's supposed to be me within ten miles. You go text with a random stranger. You meet up with them, and I have every Facebook Marketplace interaction I've ever had has been quite pleasant. Can I, I get luxury items on there? there? It will be that way until you're dead. Exactly. I can't wait. Can I get lug like expensive luxury items on there? Oh yeah. I mean you can get eighty dollar mugs there all you want. Yep, safe. <laughs> Beautifully said, Troy. <laughs> yeah, but you know, people um, love Facebook Marketplace though. It is it there's definitely something going on. Troy, you would agree there's something going on with Facebook Marketplace, no? Oh, absolutely. I've heard of first dates coming from Facebook Marketplace. You meet up to exchange an item and then someone asks for a number and then boom. Oh, you now you're exchanging it. something else. Exchanging fluids oh. at that point. Uh, I was going to say it and then thought, you know what? I'm better than that. And then guess what? I'm not. I'm not. Facebook I, Marketplace I'm not the professional the broadcaster. Hinge. You heard it here first. The new hinge. Oh. Yeah. Well, Troy, that's exciting. I'm not a hinge guy. I don't like hinge. You're not a hinge guy. No, nah, it's too. It's the interface is not does is not for me. I'm I'm locks club only these days. Oh, you're what club? Locks club. It's like Raya for Jews. <laughs> it's, 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 the, spelled, it's, it's it's spelled L-O-X. The Locks Club. So it's like the luxury J date? Yes. Wait. You have to be accepted the whole thing. <laughs> Wait, and it's yeah, Jews exactly. only? Yeah. What, what do you have to send a picture of your penis? How do they know? No, you, it's it's an honor system, obviously, but you know. <laughs> really? That's uh, you sure you want to do that? So hold on, P. Yeah, what, what, what do I care? P. Exchanging fluids was too far, but said the picture of your penis was just just go ahead. You didn't even say like the rabbi sends the skin or nothing. Just like well, that would have been that's a that's a that's a long standing joke. That you're, I mean, it's still I that's think a curb your enthusiasm. That's a Larry bit. It is. It's originally well, it's not originally a Larry bit. He says he says do you he want punched to it up a little bit? Yeah, I punched it up a bit. Thanks. Yeah. Um, by the Otherwise, way, I thought, it's not a, not uh, it's not good. I thought, uh, by the way, and anyone, I can tell you, I personally will am comfortable saying show your penis jokes to anyone at any time and will forever. <laughs> I've had I've had multiple people come after me. I recently did a thing on the K show. This is how crazy the world is that we live in. On the K show, we had this kid from the was it, it wasn't the kid from the Devils. It was the kid from the Rangers. We had a kid on the show who is a Jewish hockey player, okay, and a stud at that, a really good player. <laughs> and I did not know that like this was a thing. And then I, I was Adam Fox, so we had Adam Fox on, and while talking to him, I asked him about being Jewish, and he was very into it he's on the rangers he's from long island and he i was like oh were you bar mitzvah he was bar mitzvah the whole night and by the way he's not just like a player he's a he's good same with jack hughes the devils good so i'm explaining i've heard of this kid too i don't i don't i care nothing about hockey and i've heard the name i, I so i'm explaining to michael why this is a big deal you know michael like does not understand pride in one's group and like even when Italians came, they had a two. They the Yankees signed two Italian players, and people called up and were like, "Hey, don't you think it's cool? The Yankees got two Italian players." He was like, "No, I don't care." <laughs> like he just doesn't register that way. So I'm explaining to him why it's a big deal and that there aren't a lot of Jewish pro athletes. Someone wrote a letter 
to, to, to like the head of the yes network and complain about me doing this and was offended. about what about what was about the complaint? making a big deal that he was Jewish. They were offended by me bringing it up. It was offensive. What I, I, I was like, I don't even understand in what world that could be offensive. It does not even make sense. You're not supposed to even acknowledge who you are and your group. That's offensive to acknowledge that Jews exist is was offensive to this person. Now, granted, this, this person was old listener. school too. They wrote a letter to the head of the company. It might have been a text. Okay, maybe it was but someone who still. was adjacently connected and like you know and and knew someone. But by the way, the letter started at with this. I love this. My husband was watching the show in the other room, and I heard from the kitchen. I'm like, oh, that's a good. That's really. Wow. But I will not stop making circumcision jokes. And I will not stop being proud of Jewish athletes. Full circle tonight on today's Cheap Heat, because we're just a few hours away from a great Jewish athlete named Maxwell Jacob Friedman walking into UBS Arena on Long Island. All right. And all the way back around, we get to mail. Edward Reed writes and says, hey, Pete, I'm the guy that posted the busted open clip last week. I may have left the part out right after the clip ended where Dave LaGreca called you a great guy. My bad, LOL. I have been a cheap heat listener for the past three or four years, and like Greg, I'm also a black attorney that enjoys delicious chicken from time to time. Wow. Sounds like a great guy. I am a watcher of both AEW and WWE, but with WWE, I feel like it's Groundhog's Day, and I've been watching the same thing over and over again every week. Instead of complaining... I'm all about finding solutions. So if you three had the pen, what big shakeups or idea would you implement going into 22? Mine would be a unification of all the titles and getting rid of the brand split. Love the show. Keep up the good work and stay mage. EJ, great email. Yeah. Great email. I, 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 like, his, I like where he's going. I would keep the brand split. I would keep Raw and SmackDown as separate rosters, but I would unify the WWE Championship with the Universal Championship. I would unify the women's titles, and I would unify the tag titles and have the champion work both shows. So one month you're on Raw, one month you're on SmackDown. You lose, you stay on the show that you lost to, and then that champion goes, and then they do their thing. I couldn't agree more. Unification is the move. I couldn't, it's not what I would, ch- I mean, it's, it's something I would change, not what I was going to say, but it is a, it is one of the biggest problems with professional wrestling is the amount of titles. I've been saying it for years. I agree with S- SGG said it exactly right. They should have one title. That's who's the champion of WWE end of story. One women's champion, one men's champion, one tag champion, one intercontinental champion, get rid of the U S I would keep the U.S. I would keep the U.S. so that on Raw and SmackDown, you have a secondary title that the person can fight for when the champion's not there. Just make better storylines. You won't won't need the U.S. title. Why do we need a U.S. title? It's a WCW thing. I I, I like where both of you guys are going. I do think that simplifying the title picture would be mage. Everyone's a champion. It's ridiculous. There are too many championships. None of them hit that big. As a result, the way they should. The process to unifying would be fun. We've done it before, and it was mage, by the way. Okay? 
Chris Jericho's entire WWE career was made as a result of that. The, <laughs> yeah. pers- the person you choose to give it to is gigantic. It could give you a look. Like, that's a year of stories just to do it for the sake of the stories you get doing it, let alone the impact I think it would have. So terrific email there. I must my, say. My, my big shakeup. Mail. Yeah. My big shakeup would be to transition Johnny Gargano to the main roster and build him up into the next Daniel Bryan and make him the top guy and underdog contender to Roman Reigns, who he drops the title to. That is what I would like to see happen. Create a new star, build up someone big. They lost their sort of underdog guy in Daniel Bryan and Johnny Gargano, like I've been saying for years, could fill that role. And that is the big WWE change that I would make in 2022. What are your not thoughts? Mad, not mad at that. How like was it. Gargano, by the way, on at, at the takeover? Oh, everybody um, in that War Games looked great. I, I frankly, I didn't, I didn't see it yet. I told you, I, ha- I hadn't seen, I haven't watched it yet. I'm, I'm planning on watching it tonight, actually, though. But despite whatever happened with him, it doesn't matter. Um, he, he needs to be elevated. He's has everything. He's an incredible wrestler. He's getting better on the mic. Needs some work, but he's there, in my opinion. He physically looks great. He has an awesome move set. He's the he's perfect. He's the man. Big I think I think you Organa. do get at least part of your wish, Dip, because um, he looked great at War Games, and then on Tuesday night he gave like a farewell. He said he's gonna go off to go right. I, I saw the clip of that. I saw, and it was attacked at the end. And I don't know how many times I see somebody give a farewell and then <laughs> they're attacked um, on the way out. I saw a little bit of it. Yeah. Especially when they aired, they aired it, this is how they closed the show. So I think I think we do see him back on. Um, although it's interesting because that would probably mean who attacked him, Grayson Waller, who <laughs> he jumped off the cage and did like a between both legs move, like he was dunking into an elbow drop. <laughs> that was that was ridiculous. But um, yeah, War Games was a good match. You guys should check it out. It just oh. suffers from. I know that they wouldn't be able to sell out an arena. With with the War Games pay per view, but I mean a War Games match in a tiny little area thing like that, it just doesn't work. You need a big arena for War Games. Yeah, I think they could. I think they could move if they package it with the big pay per views like how they used to. I think they could. Yeah, they could get some. I, I would even put it on a WWE pay per view. That would have been cool. Yeah, shit. Why not? I don't know. Wishful thinking. I, yeah, I I um I do feel. I wa- I only watch like some of the kickoff show to see Sam, and uh, that's the kind of supportive friend I am. And I will say it's that the 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 CWC is tough. Yeah, it doesn't I, hit. Yeah, it doesn't hit the way it should. No, no. You need a you need a big arena for something like War Games, a big spectacle match like that, a big gimmick match. You need a you need a crowd to be cheering it on. <laughs> so Nick yeah. writes us and says, "This is why he's thirty-five under thirty-five." Hey guys, big fan of the pod and every era that has come along with it. Excited for your reign as king of the ringer. Just had to give a shout out to box office Brian himself, aka Dip Flair, and his Mage Wrestling Mount Rushmore, as we share the same one. In my opinion, Flair, Hogan, Austin, and Cena are the biggest box office names, one thousand percent. And wrestling doesn't get to where it is uh, at in the mainstream without them. 
When you're talking money-making, merch-moving, crowd-popping, and storyline-driving, it doesn't get much bigger than these four. Again, just my opinion. Keep up the great work, stay mage, and enjoy yourself. That was just for you. You heard it there first. Yeah, I don't agree, but I um, I don't want to have that argument again. We we're going to have. (laughs) I was screaming it on Saturday night. I was screaming at Dip, raising my voice up a storm, getting hoarse, yelling about it. Yeah. Um. Here we go. We're going to do the mail. We got to do the Tears of Mage bonus episode. It'll be a lot of fun. I I agree. The Tears of Mage will be a lot of fun. I mean, I think it's a great idea you've you've stumbled upon. Um. Robert says, Cheap Heat Crew, longtime listener. In spite of the contortionist view of AEW, uh, no, that's what I said. Longtime listener, in spite of the contortionist view of AEW. That said, how is your only reference to the epic MJF punk promo on Dynamite, a reference Edge made in his promo in the following episode of Raw? Gotta imagine you guys enjoyed it. Maybe the Thanksgiving coma is the cover here, but I've watched that promo multiple times. Anyway, hopefully you guys can comment on the nukes MJF and punk drop next episode. It certainly was 10 times better anything that, that Edge and Miz did a couple of days later. Stay Mage Rob. Well, I had not fully watched the promo by the time we did the show. The, uh, wait, what happened? We recorded last Wednesday. He's referring to the week before? Yeah. He's referring when to the week Punk before. called MJF Diet Miz, basically. Oh, MJF right, right, right. called him PG Punk. And, and that's where PG Punk started. Got it. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, I hadn't gotten to it by the time we did that. I apologize. I'm sorry it happens. Uh, and by the way, kind of enjoying Edge and Miz. I think it's one of the good things they have going on. Totally agree. I'm very into it. And and by the way, Miz TV was they were both at their best on the mic this week. I, I thought I think it's it's good stuff that we're getting so far. Listen, it's not going to hit as hard as MJF. No one says things as nasty as MJF. I got to tell you guys, as a dog lover, I popped so big for MJF threatening Punk's dog. <laughs> I would be so mad. And I, and by the way, I haven't given a lot of props to Punk recently. Props to Punk, too, for how seriously he took it. Like, there was no over-dramatizing about it. It didn't seem silly. It seemed like it probably is for someone I can relate. Someone who doesn't have kids, you threaten to hurt my dog, it's a fucking problem, fam. <laughs> That's a problem. <laughs> and I love that Punk treated it that way. The little slide out of the ring, he like dropped to his back and slid out. And then you get Wardlow. I'm a little confused, though, about the MJF-Wardlow relationship these days. It doesn't seem like it used to be. Like, he kind of appears out of nowhere, but isn't something always something going there. on there. Or there nothing be, going on, depending yeah, on there's either something. there's either something going on or nothing going on. All right, let me try to read one more. I got to do another radio show now. I've been going... And going today. You did TV show earlier too, right? Nick Cannon I did show. Nick Cannon today. For anyone who's would well, most of our audience would not ever know what this is like. Doing uh, a daytime talk show. When you do a show like that as a guest, and I've never been a guest like a featured guest. I'm sure that's less annoying. When you do what I did, which is a panel, and they come on and ask you questions and you hang out. It's it's a job. You're you, you're working. You, and by the way, I got paid. I didn't know until afterwards I got paid. I was filling out forms, and I, they're like, "Oh yeah, you're SAG after, right? You get paid." I was like, "Oh, you know what? Good. We should be paid <laughs> nice. because you literally, you really have to do work." They're like, "Here's they, they have to do a call beforehand. Then they get there and they talk your ear off about what you have to talk about. Then it's move here, sit here, move quick. It's a lot of work." I'm not complaining. It was a good time. 
I had a delicious salted caramel in the waiting room. Um, Ooh. Yeah, that was quite tasty. Shout out to Nick Cannon, though. Obviously, he's had a a hell of a week, uh, to say the yeah. least. So send, send yeah. in love to Nick Cannon, man. Um, yep. It was a heavy day to to be on the show, but it was it was nice to see him uh, doing his best. Um, all right, so let me try to find one last email, and we call this thing a day. What do you guys say? Yeah, I got to go. You have things going on? Yep, I got a call in 15. Something going on. Fine. Ah, oh, here it is. Here it is. All right. Sorry. So many to choose from. Mail. Pete sent us an email called Corporate Hotels. Um, he said he wants to add one thing. He agrees everything we said about corporate hotels, but the one thing I'll add is another great part of the corporate hotel chain is all of the rewards points you rack up. Who doesn't love rewards points and tier statuses? Half the fun of traveling was tracking my points while I was earning and earning. Pete. Not only is it a great point, but it is incredible Zach Linder gimmick infringement. <laughs> That's what this is a true fan of the show. <laughs> yeah, I don't think he, he didn't know. He didn't know. Oh, well, yeah, he is a true fan of the show. But that is, let me tell you something. Zach Linder's wrestling name would be the Points King. Yeah. Um, I have a lot of Mount Rushmore messages. Let's hear it. Uh, we'll so save many. them for the tears of mage. Save them for the tears of mage. Yeah, I think we use that. And we get into a tears of mage that we drop before the holidays. Okay. What are your teas? I think that's going to be a huge episode. And I think we'll have some really fun special guests for that too. That maybe that'll be our holiday special episode. What are your thoughts? Why don't we record it while you're at DRL? Potential, potential. But in some ways it'll be more difficult to do that than to do it. Okay. That's the only problem. Jose Polanco, by the way, he wrote boutique hotels are repug. It's about time someone spoke up about the disgusting trend known as boutique hotels. They're scams and everyone is scared to speak up about them, except you guys, the people's champions. (laughs) If a hotel does not have a Starbucks adjacent, quote, we proudly serve Starbucks, a bar that closes way too early or an attached restaurant that looks nice but is clearly mediocre with 2.5 Yelp stars. I don't want it. No wrestling points to complain about, but if anyone still can't find cheap heat at this point, you have bigger issues. Stay mage guys. <laughs> Jay. Uh, the, the male of the sedge. <laughs> Jay, uh, Jose, Jay, however you want to be referred to, I guess Jay, that's what you said. That is one of the great emails of all time. The Starbucks. Adjacent- that's an annals email. Yeah, the Starbucks adjacent, <laughs> we proudly serve Starbucks, which is not the same as Starbucks. Do you <laughs> think there's any place that doesn't proudly serve it and just serves it? They're not proud of it. But we not proud. No, no, no. They're proudly <laughs> serving it. A bar that closes way too early or the restaurant that looks nice but is moody, mediocre with 2.5 stars. That is it. That's what we need for our yeah. corporate hotel. While we're on the trend of, of nuanced comedy, I, I the, the unsung joke of curb your enthusiasm this week if you haven't seen it go ahead i'll tell you if i agree because there was unsung jokes this week okay hold on hold on pin pressure oh pin pressure wasn't unsung <laughs> the thing I mean, it was subtle but it was pin pressure is mage dude i was dying from that the the pin no. pressure was great and him and richard lewis laughing through the opening sequence yeah that was the most i've ever seen larry break character he does it a lot like a little quickly 
but that was the most I've ever seen him. He was laughing when he said to Richard, why aren't you dead yet? He was laughing. <laughs> it was it. I loved this week. Me too. Did you watch this, this is week? a classic all time episode? I did. This week. Leon, I, had, Leon had a moment at the at the restaurant. Oh, too. Leon had a big oh. moment. Leon had Leon had two moments. He had one early when they first when he first talked to Leon and at the restaurant. Yeah, when, at the uh, restaurant. Frankenstein. Yeah. <laughs> well, about about how doc about how Doctor Frankenstein has to tap the bride of Frankenstein. <laughs> it exactly. was. He was Leon was Leon is crushed this season, and I was worried about Leon because I hated the original storyline of him finding a girl. I was like, this is going to be a stupid storyline. They've kind of forgotten about it, and he's just been mage. He's just been delivering uh speaking of which black power rankings sug oh yeah wait hold on say oh yeah again oh yeah i'm black y'all and i'm black y'all and i'm blacker than black and i'm black y'all and i'm black y'all and i'm black y'all and i'm blacker than black and i'm black y'all in the number three we talked nwa a little bit earlier um and nwa power did sign a gentleman by the name of Darius Lockhart. He came up oh, on the I show before. Lockhart. Yeah, he's a great talent. Um, people might know him from his appearance on AEW recently, but um, I think this is a big get for NWA. He has his sights set on the world championship, which I think he would be the only the third black person to hold the championship if he gets there. I know I'm getting ahead of myself, but Darius Lockhart is coming in at number three, tied with. Ron Killings, former NWA champion, who you guys should have listened to that interview last week that Rosenberg did. and Laura Styles did on Hot 97 with Ron Killings. And check out his new music as well. But the NWA connection, past champion, potential future champion, Darius Lockhart, Ron Killings coming in at number three and Go Stream Legacy. And uh, his new album's out on Friday. And at number two, Naomi, who... I don't know how most people feel about this, but I think that the storyline that she's had with Sonya Deville has quietly been one of the most interesting storylines that they have on TV. Um, it's something. It is something. I'll go ahead and say it. She's fully dealing with the jealous Karen, and she's finally going to get her match. Uh, this Friday, they announced Naomi versus Sonya Deville. One-on-one, no shenanigans now. Of course, there will be shenanigans. But to see Naomi um, get this opportunity after months and months of Demanding a match. I'm, I'm here for it. And then in a number one, I'm going to give it to Carmelo Hayes, the NXT North American Championship, who, along with the NXT 2.0 team, had a great showing at War Games. Um, they were victorious. He was on the A-Show podcast recently. He he unofficially challenged Roman Reigns or said that, that that's a dream match of his, him versus Roman Reigns. Yep. And, and quite honestly, though, I think that with a few more years under his belt, and if Roman continues to operate at this high level, that could be a big a big money match. That's not that far-fetched um, as people might make it seem because he's in NXT and Roman's the at the top of the mountain. I, I do think that could be a big money match. But just for his showing this past weekend at War Games, Carmelo Hayes, number one this week's Black Power Rankings. Very good. RosenbergBeats at gmail.com. We are going to have a lot to talk about next week as we start to gear up for the holidays here. I hope everyone's doing well, and I appreciate everyone who's found the podcast. I would ho- I would love to hear from someone who found it late, like who struggled, couldn't find it, and then found it. I want to know that we found it. Someone did give me an idea, though, that I thought was smart. 
Someone just said we should buy a basic cheap heat splash page on the internet. So when people Google cheap heat, the main cheap heat website comes up and then it just has the link to the podcast, which was not a bad idea. No, not at all, actually. Can we do that? You know what I've never done? I've never Googled just cheap heat. If you Google cheap heat, oh, it's right there, though. If you Google cheap heat, the first thing that comes up is the term, um, at the TV the term, the actual wrestling term. Then it says ESPN under it, cheap heat with Peter Rose, blah, blah, blah. And then under that, the next thing is cheap heat joins the ringer, followed by the ringer cheap heat page where you could actually go find the podcast like okay so yeah wouldn't people just think you just google just a google a quick google will get you there we'll get there <laughs> um all right guys stay mage and uh and enjoy yourself stay mage take it oh easy, and man. by the way to, just while we're talking on the outro I, I hate when people use karen the wrong way like a, a couple months ago, Natalie was outside with Rocky, who's a tiny dog, and Rocky wasn't on a leash. He's tiny, he's five pounds. And a guy comes over and starts yelling at Natalie for the dog not being on a leash. And when she was like, I'm, I'm sorry, he's just gonna pee, we're going right back in. He hit her with an okay, Karen. It's, no, 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 what? you're the Karen. He was the you're, one complaining. <laughs> you don't even know how the term works. <laughs> Bret Hart is the greatest professional wrestler in the history of the art form. Mage. Mage.